Hello, my love, and welcome to this messy, beautiful life, the podcast. My name is Erin, and I am so, so happy to have you here. I'm a coach and mindset mentor, a recovering overthinker, an imperfect human on a journey of growth, joy, and healing, and I'm inviting you along for the ride. This podcast will explore concepts of self-development, spirituality, and harnessing our brain, body, soul connection for powerful growth and healing. It's my intention to use this space to change the narrative that says, if you are healing, you are broken, because it's just simply not true. The way I see it is that growth and healing is at the heart of us continuing to rise and evolve as humans. So if you are someone on a journey of personal growth and healing, whether it be right at the beginning or currently leveling up and really living the fact that the inner work is never truly done, then you're in the right place. And so my love, let's learn, grow, share and raise our consciousness together through the power of vulnerability and storytelling. I'm so ready for this and I hope you are too. So let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to This Messy, Beautiful Life. I am so, so high vibe and pumped to bring this special guest episode to you with my beautiful, beautiful friend, (laughs) Elaine, uh, who is coming to us at the moment from Canada, but is an Aussie girl who I met last year when we were in a mastermind together. And we have been having amazing chats in the DM about this that we wanted to share with you here on the podcast. Before I even had a podcast, actually, we've been talking about having this combo. So super excited. Elaine is an authenticity and energy coach, guide and healer. And I'm so happy to have you here. Hello, Elaine. Hello, Erin. Oh, my God. I'm so amped to be here. Literally, like, fist pumping in the air right now. I'm so excited. (laughs) And we like a long time coming. And we haven't had a proper catch up for a while. So like this might just be like a fly on the wall, you and I having a chat. Well, it will be, but you know. Of course. I love it. Who knows it. where it's going to go? Who knows how, what is going to come out um, in the chat today? So I've given a really brief intro about, well, not who you are, but what you do for work and who you are to me. So I'm going to hand over to you. Tell us about your messy, beautiful life, who you are, and a bit more about the work that you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, messy, beautiful is such an awesome way to describe life as it is, right? So I love the whole vibe of your podcast and it definitely describes me to a T and how I've gotten here to this point. There's so many times where I stop and think, how did every moment in my life lead me to this one? And sometimes that's a really good thing. And sometimes it's not so good. And it's yeah, like, right. I hear if I turned left at the traffic lights, would my life be different right now? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, like you said, I am um, an authenticity and energy coach. And basically I help, I was going to say women, but actually it's whoever, whoever humans. is ready to do the work. <laughs> I help humans in this I help souls and human bodies, I suppose, um, experience life the way that they truly want to, as opposed to the supposed to way, in air mm. quotes. It's such a common thing that I found amongst so many people that I talk to and so many people that I work with. It's like, oh, I thought I was supposed to do this. Or I thought I was supposed to run my business like that. No, there's not supposed to. There's no right. There's no wrong. Yes, okay, there might be effective and ineffective 
the the fast way or the scenic route <laughs> but and I've met, taken many a scenic route oh, my time, <laughs> but I love but I love describing it as a scenic route because like when you're in it it doesn't feel like the scenic route it feels like the long and bloody hard way but yep. like you said before beautifully like everything that we do gets us to where we are today and so it is the scenic route you know it might not it be is, the fastest yeah. but it was the one that we needed to take for whatever reason so I love yeah. that yeah absolutely needed I think is a really good point mm. because if you had taken a different road then maybe you wouldn't have learned the lessons that you have up to this point that's shaping who you are and shaping your decisions from this point forward so yeah I think that's a really really key point so yeah basically that's what I do I help people I help the people <laughs> do the thing and live the life <laughs> what's not to love about that what's not to love about that but I think the shoulds are a huge huge one and it comes down to you know the the what we've been told life is supposed to be like and mm. so many more like your clients my clients were hearing people say I just don't want that but there's yep. such like uh, guilt's probably the wrong word but there's such attachment to it there's such this feeling of am I weird for wanting something different and for walking away yeah. from that yeah and it's riddled with fear as well because yeah. you're doing it and no one else is doing it around you right like you know, I definitely, the first time I really, truly felt that in my bones was, um, and I know you and I have talked about this and have, you know, similar stories. <laughs> yes, I can't believe we, we didn't meet in Melbourne when I was I know, there. I know. We you were not my neighbours. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but yeah, you know, I was um, doing the thing. I went to school. I finished uni. I got my degree in nursing. I, you know, worked a respectable job and then I went into medical sales devices and I was working a corporate gig six figures yep on paper looked really good um had a, a long-term boyfriend built a dream home had the two beautiful dogs like I looked pretty set up mm. and all of my friends around me were getting houses they were getting engaged they were getting married they were I was gonna say getting babies <laughs> Yeah, getting babies. Oh, yeah, I'll have one of them from that shelf, one of them from the other shelf. Oh, this one cries too much. Put that back. <laughs> but yeah, they were, you know, settling down. And yeah. this was like early, mid-20s. And that wasn't happening for me. And I was fine with it for a while until a, there was a point and I was like, oh, I should be wanting that and I should mm. be having that. Why am I not engaged by now? And why am I not, you know, doing X, Y, and Z? And then I started to put that pressure into my relationship relationship and it wasn't just me it was all of our friends we were the only ones essentially that were not married engaged housed whatever doing the yeah. thing and it got to a point I was like shit I don't even want that mm. <laughs> how do I even voice that to myself let alone to the people around me and I think that's the hardest thing when you when you like almost it's like waking up to yourself and thinking oh I actually, no, this is not the life. I, I don't want to wake up in 50 years or 30 years or even 10 and be like, no, how do I get out of this? No, I, where's my receipt? I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I think that's like when you have those moments, if you can find people that can hear you mm. and support you through it, then those people are your people. Yeah. Yes grab onto your people <laughs> yeah and I think that's where you know often in these stages we, we look for we look for support you know we realize there's no one around us that can that kind of heals us or feels us like in the same way we look for support and I think that's where sometimes we can fall into that trap of those shoulds because we then start following someone else's should so yeah 
you know, I think you and I both talk about this and we've both been there where, you know, you do seek help. You find somebody that you think is great to support you. And they're like, look, I've done things this way, do it this way. And, mm. you know, it, it, there is no doubt that works and that worked for them. But the, I think some of what I've found has been missing through my experiences in seeking help is it takes some time sometimes to find someone that's exactly right for you, that supports you to be yeah. you and do what you want to do. And you and I are both so passionate about that. Like our approach is not, I've done this, now you do this. It's let's create some frameworks and let's create some space for you to really dig into who you are and what you want. Yeah, and it's a part of that discovery process, right? If you don't do the discovery yourself, mm. then you easily fall back into that should trap because it's like well my coach told me to do this and that's the way she changed her life and this is how it should be for me no 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 it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. exactly what you said it's giving someone frameworks for them to to jump into and explore and discover themselves and then create something for for their life yeah and what's true to them yeah 100%. yeah and definitely, you know, I think I know if I look at myself as I was looking for answers outside of myself, I was looking for someone to give me mm-hmm. the magic bullet. And so it's, I suppose, being open to the fact that, you know, and what I see so often with my clients, I'm there to guide and support where there is coaches to guide and support, but the answers that they need are in here. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, they are. They already <laughs> exist in here. But I, like when I think about myself, you know, I was so disconnected from here. I was so disconnected from my body. I was just like I've described to you before. I was like a head floating like out in space. It was not all connected. So, um, but on that topic, let's talk a bit about RIM because um, as that beautifully said, (laughs) so as I think most people will know, because I've spoken about, I haven't spoken about in great detail because I was right in the middle of it and I probably wasn't really ready to, and it's not my intention to dive into it today, but I think most people know I've just been involved in doing your RIM collective group. Room Collective Healing, that was a group mm-hmm. healing program that we did. We were the, the founding round and it was freaking amazing. Oh, that's um, a great group. It was such a great group. I think we all had such amazing experiences individually and collectively. But let's mm-hmm. go back a step. Let's talk about RIM. What is RIM to the mm-hmm. uninitiated <laughs> and how do you use it in your work? Oh, I could talk <laughs> about this forever. So cut me off at any point. <laughs> But RIM stands for Regenerating Images in Memory. Now, it sounds complicated, but it really isn't. It's literally a healing modality that you can tap into to access your higher self, to access your subconscious mind, to access those answers that you're looking for externally. They're within you, exactly what we were talking about before. Mm. RIM is a way for you to get those answers. So it's not quite like, hypno it's not quite like just a regular meditation it's a beautiful blend of a bunch of different healing modalities sort of I was gonna say smooshed I was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) smooshed together sounds a bit informal but let's go with it I'm sure that like my teachers are gonna be like exactly what is she doing she's murdering (laughs) out we're going with it we're all we're going with it embrace it yeah Um, but yeah it is a beautiful blend of all these different healing modalities together and it it operates from a place that you as a soul you as a human are not broken no matter Mm. what has happened to you no matter what you have ever experienced in your life you are not broken you are always whole and we operate from that place because well in my opinion (laughs) 
<laughs> again, my teachers are going to be like, oh, shut up, please shut up. <laughs> but <laughs> in my own. <laughs> yes, disclaimer, this is my own opinion. Uh, we are never, ever broken. I know you hear like, oh, I, I was so broken after that relationship. My heart was broken mm. or, you know, my, my job fell apart or my career fell apart. It broke down, blah, blah, blah. You're never, ever broken. It's just a different experience of what you were experiencing prior to that. And I think each moment and each experience, each in an in comma, in air quotes, um, broken piece mm. is just a part of you that is evolving and changing and growing and maybe doesn't fit with the rest of the parts now. And so it's like, okay, well, how do I grow and change and evolve as a human so that all of my parts still fit together? And yeah. it's like almost an indicator that, okay, something's going to give here. This part doesn't fit anymore. So what are we going to do about it? So RIM is just a great way to go in and get the answers that you need. It's essentially what we do is we're rewriting emotional memory. So I'm going to go off on another tangent here. So <laughs> jump in anytime. Please go. <laughs> Please go for it. Yes. Um, but, and, you know, now I've, of course, lost my thought. But RIM is... <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hold that maybe it'll come back to you but let's, okay. I, I love this concept so you know that like one that was that is one of the core concepts of this part yeah, of this podcast you know I got to this point of just having this realization that you know we still there's still this shame with negative experiences there's still this shame of people saying <laughs> you just had that it just came yeah, out didn't it? It just came um, to me. <laughs> there's still this shame of people saying you know like I felt like I had to only share the good bits in a lot of ways mm. because, you know, there was this feeling that if I was putting forward, if I was struggling, what I was going through, that I wasn't able to be a good coach, that I wasn't being a good mom, that I wasn't being a good partner. And that was one of the huge catalysts of this where I go, no, fuck that. I am not broken. I am a human having a human experience. And yeah. all of this stuff has happened to me in the past. And that was my big realisation, you know, the way that I interact, the way that I do my everyday the way that I look at the world is based on these past some traumatic experiences and it's now my responsibility to start healing that but that mm -hmm. doesn't make me broken that actually makes me really brave and really yeah, it does like I want to get the most out of life and I don't say this to put myself on any pedestal because that's certainly not why I do it I do it because and I think you're the same in doing it and being vulnerable and open it creates space for other people Absolutely. And that's the thing. People connect with people and people are not Instagram highlight reels. They're just no. not. Life happens. Shit happens. Things fall apart and things fall back together again. And when you are hiding that part of yourself or not sharing that part of yourself, you're only sharing a slice of yeah. the whole cake, right? And I don't know if I cake so I'm gonna share it all like you can't hide the icing from me you can't hide the raisins in the bottom like I'm going in there and I'm getting them all <laughs> but it's such a like a it's a really important piece that what do you what's that quote um I think it's Brene Brown she said it about like how your story will become somebody else's survival guide and I think that's mm -hmm. such a beautiful way to present that concept because I remember for years, for years, like I didn't want to talk about the shit that I went through in my mm. past relationship. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to own my mistakes. No, that's the lie. That is an absolute lie. I definitely owned my mistakes <laughs> front and center, but I didn't want to talk about them publicly. Yeah. And I didn't want to share the ins and outs of what 
led to the breakdown of the relationship. Again, there's that break, but Mm. it wasn't because it was so much more than that. It was the breakdown of the old me. It was the pulling apart. It was the, the growth of the authentic me that was like, yo, I'm trying to get out. Let me go. (laughs) Like I need to breathe. She just couldn't breathe. And I was, I was hiding that because I was scared that if I let her fully out, she'd never come back in. Mm. And let me tell you, she hasn't. And I'm glad. (laughs) Thank God. Thank God for that. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But But yeah, the, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you go. Go. I was just going to say that before I forget it again, the other point I was going to make about RIM, regenerating images and memory, is that, you know, it gets thrown around a lot in this space that you have to feel it to heal it. Right, you have to feel the pain in order to move past it. In order to, I think that's crap. I don't think you need to do that at all. It's an option for sure. You can choose that road, absolutely. But if you went through a traumatic experience and it was, you know, say it was an ongoing experience that lasted for months and months and months, does that mean that you then have to feel that pain as you revisit it for months and months and months and months? No, it doesn't. Maybe for some people it does, but. In my opinion, again, disclaimer, no, don't. (laughs) You can literally go in with RIM and rewrite your emotional memory. So you don't have to go through it. You can face it. You can understand, okay, so this is where my limiting belief of not wanting to be seen has come from because X, Y, and Z happened in my past. I remember that. I've made the connection. Okay, I see it. I witness it. I can choose to move past it and move into it even and reflect back what it is that I need to learn from it. So RIM is a, is a kind of wild modality where you go in and out of different things. You might be going into your higher self, your younger self. You might step into somebody that you know, a past loved one. You could be in a strawberry. I've been there. Don't question it until you've done it. Um, and, and be able to reflect back a message that you in your human body in this moment today here and now needs to hear and it's just a beautiful way for the subconscious mind to fully communicate with your conscious mind and I think it's the best (laughs) it's beautiful and I think that really resonates though even though you're saying you know that's that's your view about not needing to relive everything you know like that's kind of really traditional therapy model and I've been there and done that and it's been helpful in certain instances but I think if I reflect on my rim experience there was inner child stuff that I still needed to do and I'd started delving into it but it's been there for a long time and I've known I need to deal with it and I haven't been consciously ready to do it but Mm -hmm. then through the process our very last session our one-on-one session it came up you know I met my five six-year-old self and it was exactly what I needed because I didn't want to relive all that stuff in fact I've blocked out Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff but I didn't want to relive stuff but that was at that point, and who knows what's going to happen later, but at this point, that was enough. That mm-hmm. was stuff yeah. I needed to deal with. That was really powerful stuff that I hadn't consciously realised, but I also know that I don't want to go back and relive all that stuff. So yeah. I think that is a beautiful example of how that's actually happened for me. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I also had magical, magical, magical experiences, you know, unicorns, all that sort of stuff. But one of the most, I guess, you know, this, like you said, our higher self, and it's really just brought back this kind of notion of our, the, our higher self and, and what we're working towards. And for I think all of us in the group, we all said that seeing our higher self, we realised that she's not too far away, like she's mm-hmm. just there, like she's just the next level version of us. 
but one of the most amazing kind of experiences I had was in our last group session where I was a tree and I was like bending and swaying. It's like I had this, like it was such yes. a bending swaying. Like it was literally like that. And I was like, holy shit, like what is happening here? Like this is out of control. But then I realized that, you know, amongst all that waving was this really solid trunk and how mm-hmm. deeply grounded and rooted into the earth. And some people might be sitting there going, oh my God, this is so weird. And it was so weird. Like it's a weird <laughs> experience. It is weird. Yeah, but absolutely. It was That's why I love it. Yeah, it was amazing. And it comes back to this, you know, this comes back to me. Like I have these images in my mind and now, and I think that's what's so powerful about things like visualization, meditation, RIM, you know, I'm about to start um, studying my hypnotherapy course. And I love these, these things that take what we do on a conscious level and start to drill deeper as well. Yeah. That connection is everything. Yeah. Because we see, I don't know if you see it, but you know, mindset work can, is amazing but it tends to only be able to get us so far with the deep rooted yeah yeah absolutely I definitely was finding that and I think that's why I not necessarily went looking for more but more found me so (laughs) rim found me like it was the most wild experience I my first experience with rim was my very first business coach I just started my business and I was like, wait, what? There's business coaches that can help me? What do you mean? Take my money. (laughs) Teach me all the things. And it was actually a really, it was the best experience that I could have had as my first business coach because part of that was you got um, exposure to group room sessions as well as a single one-on-one session. And so I had the group rim that was my first experience I was like what is this I had no words at the time but like this sorcery what is a sorcery <laughs> almost like what just happened and then um and that was wild and that was amazing whatever and then I had the one-on-one session and it completely blew my mind I said to the girl uh, or the guide rather um at the end I said to her okay so how do I do this again and she's like okay we'll set up another one and I had a, another session with a different trainer a guide sorry who became my trainer and um before I even went into that second session he said to me so tell me about what it is that you do as a coach and I was explaining to him he's like I just have this like call to tell you more about RIM are you interested in hearing about it and I was like well yes obviously (laughs) that's why I'm here and then that was the beginning of my RIM journey for me using it for others if that makes sense yeah, total, total sense. But there's also something you said there too about it finding you. And and I think both you and I can resonate with this, like seeking something and looking for things like, you know, both your business has had iterations along the way, just like mine has. And I think, well, I would say about me, like I, I've been looking and it's not until in the last few months that I've taken a step back and allowed things to come to me and allowed myself to follow the bouncing ball without it having an mm-hmm. outcome so I think what you said there beautiful is sometimes we're seeking things that are not for us yeah rather yeah. than receiving things that are for us it's so funny I just right now I just keep seeing like this I'm such a visual person which is yeah, why I love, room I works. Love it's just yeah. <laughs> but I see this like never-ending staircase and this slinky, you know, that that's what it's called, right? This slinky? Yeah, yeah. God, I haven't seen a slink, slinky in like so long, but it's a rainbow slinky. I definitely had this as a kid. Yeah. And it's just like, 
boom, like when it's ready, it doesn't, it's not rushed. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I'm ready to go to the next step, ah, the next step. And it's just like, it's so effortless, but it fine like the next step almost like comes up to meet it. That's, mm. I don't know what's going on in my mind at the moment, but I think <laughs> it's like, it's, it's such a beautiful place to be in when you, I'm going to sound so cliche, but allow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like surrender. It's all of those like, yeah. you know, buzzwords that we coaches love to throw around because <laughs> we know what it means. We speak the language, but if yeah. you're new to this, this space and this journey, I suppose, it's like, what the hell do you mean? Surrender, detach, what, how yeah. come my manifestations haven't happened like that? And it's, it's such a process, isn't it? In, in letting go. Yeah. And listening. And you know, I think one of the biggest fears, I think it's probably fair to say that people have when, if they're starting their own business or if they're wanting to open themselves up to finding what's next is this fear of income. You know, I know that was a huge mm -hmm. driver for me. Like I can't start my own business because I need a regular income. And of course I've had to yep. work through that. And that, you know, money mindset stuff, just every level just brings up a new thing. But mm -hmm. I think it's really challenging because, you know, you decide, okay, I want to do something different money is often always at the forefront because that's a reality of life, right? Like we have yeah. to, we have lifestyles that we want to maintain, particularly if we've been earning big salaries. And I think it just, this is more an observation than a question, but it does drive us to need to have answers. Oh, absolutely. Quickly. Yeah. And that's another like should a society, yeah. like you should know where your next paycheck is coming from. You should like, we're, we're taught that like yeah. at school, even, you know, you should get, a degree and you should Good get a job. regular job and i don't know why i sound like this but that's what it feels like <laughs> you sound like a white middle-class male which are the ones that's exactly that what i was like going this. with <laughs> i'm also balding <laughs> i'm the dirty mo oh gosh no offense to the white middle-class man no anyway. no offense no offense <laughs> welcome fellas <laughs> i'm not sure they're my target audience but anyway <laughs> All right, so let's but let's talk about boundaries because this is where like yeah. we have been having these awesome conversations in the DMs, and I know that like it's a core part of the work that you've done with yourself. It's been such an important part to me. To me, and, you know, I think like, let's start with you know what you what you how you define boundaries because we want to talk about a little bit when you get deep into them because I don't know that there's a lot of conversation about that, and you and I have both been there in and out at mm -hmm. the times, but how would you describe boundaries and why they're so important in a healing journey? Cool. I mean, this, this is a big question in itself, I think, <laughs> yeah, right, because yeah. it's like, what is authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. It means something to, it means something different to everybody. Um, and I think for me personally, boundaries, oh, where do I even begin? It's like, it's not so much a boundary to keep people out. It's mm. a boundary to protect your peace. Mm. So what you are willing to accept, what you are willing to um, set, I don't even want to say settle for, but what you're willing to accept in your life and what you're yeah. not. So it's for me, it's like having this golden, not shield, but like, it buzzes like it's like it's like yeah. a, a bubble almost this energetic gold bubble where nothing can come through unless I give it permission so if somebody you know if we're going down the business road if I've got some hater on Instagram 
that's outside of my bubble. I was, I can see it. The bubble mm. is clear. I can see through it. I can see the comment. I can see the hate. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's not about me. And that's obviously about you. That's not coming in my bubble. I'm protected from it because I have boundaries against that. Yeah. Um, or it's like, you know, I'm also an empath, right? So, and a projector and oh, here we go. <laughs> and if I let everything in, if I had no boundaries, I am sure that I would be bedridden. I would be so sick all of the time. I would be a hot mess and horrible to deal with and live mm. with them. Like mm. I wouldn't want to be around me. So I think boundaries are really important in maintaining the kind of life that you want to live. And that, that's not, that's not an, um, you know, a materialistic thing. It's yeah. a, okay, what kind of energy do I want to bring into my life? Like for me, I'm pretty bubbly and I think I'm hilarious. I like to have fun. And even if I'm not hilarious, it doesn't matter because for me, that's my energy. I'm sort of, hey, how's it going? Let's get involved. Let's talk mm. about energy stuff, right? And if somebody is very negative and um, uh, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of the word that I'm, I'm thinking of, like um, down, just like down yeah. on the, yeah, yeah, like down in the dumps all of the time. That's not the kind of energy that I want in my bubble. So I have a boundary against that. I might be able to hold space for them for a period of time, but then I also have a cap. I'm like, okay, cool. I see you over there and I'm going this way now. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, energetic boundaries and there's like boundaries around like basic things like physical space. There's boundaries around. Oh, you could. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your spirituality. There's, you know, there's, but ultimately, yeah, it comes down to the fact that they are decisions that you make some unconscious, I think, mm -hmm. but some like conscious, like I know I've had to get really conscious about my boundaries. Like for so long, I was like, why do people treat me so badly? Why do people, and it's like, people don't treat you badly. People treat you how you allow them to treat. Yeah, you. it's and, a permission thing. And you accept a certain amount of behavior. So that mm -hmm. was like, I, I had this big, you know, moment I was, when I was traveling, when I was like, hang on. And then I started Googling boundaries. Like I literally had to yeah, Google right. what boundaries were. So, you know, no shame if anyone's listening to this and goes, hang on, this whole thing of boundaries, I'm not really sure what that means for me. Like, and you have to Google it been there absolutely no yep. shame in that because it was really is like it's this knowledge and understanding that I didn't have that I am responsible for how I receive other people I'm not yeah. responsible for how they behave that's on them just as how yep. I behave is on me but I had given away so much power because my boundaries were so porous like mm, yeah you know, and sometimes too to protect ourselves we have really hard strong boundaries like you know like when when we're dating like I won't date anyone that's x or I won't mm -hmm. date someone that doesn't message me back within five minutes or whatever it is like <laughs> sometimes <Funny. laughs> it's so funny because I was just thinking like when when you first discovered boundaries what was happening in your life like for me it was relationship shit and I was like okay I'm not okay with this oh yeah. I need a I need a boundary around like people not cheating on me or I need a boundary yeah. on people not walking all over me or you know yeah. like being I, a fifth yeah. fiddle type thing yeah yeah I was single I had just decided to quit my job I was traveling around the world yeah. um and spending a lot more time on my own than I was than I was used to but it was so good with me but it was like yeah it was mostly related to dating to be honest mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> um but it, it I, I realized it leaked over in very much into my work life too like I would, oh, give, yeah. I would give and give and give and then get annoyed. For, like this thing about resentment as well. And I still feel it creeping into me sometimes 
And I'm very aware of it. And I'm working so hard in all areas of my life to get rid of this, to be really vocal about, or in a beautiful way, trying to, about not holding resentment, about doing things that other people don't ask of me. Yeah. Holding them responsible. What's your human design? I'm a generator. Yeah, right. So like I'm a projector, right? Mm. But so if I'm out of alignment, it's that bitterness, bitterness that flares right up. And it's so interesting now knowing that about myself and witnessing it it's like okay I need some attention I need a bigger boundary over there yeah and it's yeah it's interesting that you know okay so relationships might be the the thing that woke us up to what boundaries are and then all of a sudden you see them everywhere like oh I don't have a boundary there and I've got too much of a boundary here like I noticed it um after my long-term breakup long-term relationship breakup that afterwards anybody that I sort of started to see or date my boundaries were so high I was like no yeah. <laughs> I, I went from zero to hero in like a matter of however long and um it, it it's a good experience to go through as well because then you can see like the from one end to the other and yes. find your your balance in the middle somewhere what's what's true to you where where's it most important that you have a boundary and where can you let up a little bit exactly so, Exactly. It's all just a balancing and ex- ex- sort of like experimentation, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's all an experiment. And boundaries change too, I think. And that was where kind of the heart of this conversation came from when, you know, over the last you know few months for me, as I've prioritised my own joy, that has involved setting even more boundaries and different mm-hmm. boundaries. And yeah. when I was deep in that and it was causing some tension in my relationships that was when you and I were talking and we were like hang on people don't really talk about this stuff about how you know when you're already on this journey you've already set you think you've got pretty good boundaries but then when you're deep in this boundary setting or resetting and what starts to happen when you start to like question yourself Mm -hmm. yeah like I've got I know I know boundaries are important hang on, I'm resetting these, these boundaries, but it's then affecting these people that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and the guilt that then kind of kicks in, but no, like, and then you're like, is it my ego? Is my ego, yeah. you know, so I've just thrown a whole heap of cons, cons out of there, but that's what we've been talking about. Yeah. Because then the work starts all over again. You're like, wait, mm-hmm. hang on. I thought I did this already, yes. but that's the thing. It's never ever done. Yes. <laughs> and that shouldn't scare you. Like it, oh, I remember when I heard that, I was like, wait, what, what do you mean? <laughs> but of course it's not done because like you said, we're always growing. We're always evolving and our boundaries are going to change based on who we are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like you said, you know, that, that concept of the work never being done can be scary and it can feel overwhelming but it's also what we know is that we have more tools in our toolkit to be able to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that is like, that, that's the key point because you, because you're growing and evolving along the way you're learning. And so when it comes up again, you're like, oh, yeah, remember this from last time. Well, let me dig through this bag. I've got something for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing, you know, and you, you talked about this in one of your podcast episodes too, about ego. And I love how you like, you like name your ego. Oh, Eileen, she's so sassy. <laughs> sassy bitch (laughs) but you've got you've like created this different relationship with with your ego that I'd love Mm -hmm. you to talk about and then maybe we can talk about how we know the difference when it's our ego versus our intuition 
Oh, you did not just say that to me. Oh my God, Erin. <laughs> wow. Like literally I was talking about this last night. <laughs> I was like, I need to do a whole like YouTube video on just this topic alone because Amazing. it's so massive. That's, that's wild. You just said that. Um, okay. So first part was, what, what did you Eileen. ask? Tell Eileen. us about Eileen. Introduce the people oh, she's to so Eileen. Sassy. I think that's the thing, right? Like we, we hear so much about how bad the ego is. It gets such a bad rap. It's really negative. You've got to have this ego death. You've got to get rid of your ego, blah, 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 blah. And my take on it, again, disclaimer, my take <laughs> is that your ego is not your enemy. Your ego is there for a reason. And she is there ultimately to protect you from, from harm, to keep you safe. And so with that in mind, instead of getting really pissed off when I get in a situation, I'm like, oh, how do I get here? bloody ego again um i almost just then thought of it as like what was the parrot's name in aladdin igor no iago iago oh my god igor where did igor come from close close iago that's kind of anyway so it sounds like ego right so anyway anyway it's her name is eileen and i've named her because um that way i feel like i can actually create a relationship with her and try to better understand what it is that she's trying to protect me from and what it is that I need to learn. So I do this visualization where I essentially just go in and I sit down at a, a table. For some reason, it's a high table. Um, at a high table and, you know, I'm sitting down with obviously a glass of wine. Obviously. And I'm like, all right, Eileen, what's up? Like, what have you got to say to me? What's your business about? And I sit there in this visualization and I just meet her. I mm. hear her. I see her. And then I respond to her like, okay, I used to, when I first started this, it was like, yo, you are losing your mind. You're batshit. <laughs> like, let's not go there. She didn't really respond to that. So <laughs> um, I kind of just like hear her more so than anything else. Mm. And then I take action from a place of understanding what it is that she's trying to teach me or she's trying to protect me from. And I try to sort of, in my mind, explain or rationalize why it is that I'm doing what I'm doing and the way that I'm doing it and it seems to sort of you know this sounds a little bit woo-woo and I like lost my mind but it's, I love it. it's it so do I and it just settles me it helps ground me in my decision of whatever it might be whether it's moving countries or changing careers mm. or changing relationships whatever you know it always seems to ground me in in my intuition right and so yeah, I guess that's a really good segue into what mm. is your emotion and what is your ego. And actually, I literally just recorded a podcast today, just sort of start like starting on this topic. Yeah. Um, and one of the questions that whenever this comes up for me is I literally just ask it out loud or I'll write it in my journal or I'll voxer it to, <laughs> to somebody, right? And I'll just yeah. say, okay, so this is what's happening. Is this my ego or is this my intuition? Is this the direction that I need to be going in? Am I coming from a place of love or am I coming from a place of fear? Mm. If fear is the first thing that shows up in my body, I know it's my ego because she's just like, Eileen's just like, yo, get out, run, run. <laughs> and my intuition, me and myself right now is just like, okay, we're cool. We're staying here. We're fine. Everything's fine. And I automatically just get taken to the beach. And then when that sort of visualization kicks in, I know it's my intuition. I know mm. that I feel it in my body. I can smell the ocean air. I can almost feel the waves on my feet. My body tells me exactly where this 
thought or message is coming from. Mm. That's my take on it anyway. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, you know, it's this thing of like we've been taught to value our our mind so much. And our mind is amazing. But in the meantime, we've lost this connection to our body and yeah. this feeling in our body. Like, you know, yes, it's your mind that imagines that beach, but it's only when you bring it together with the feelings in your body and take yourself out of your conscious mind and that mm-hmm. busy brain, as I call it, that that's when the magic happens. I love yeah, that this so is much. like literally what RIM is all about, like connecting your body, feeling into your body. Where do you feel that sensation? Is it in your arm? Okay, let's go into your arm. What is it that your arm is trying to tell you? It's, it's a beautiful way to sort of bypass the ego and move straight into your body and understand, understand, sorry, um, okay, intuition, higher self, whatever it might be, let's go. Let's have a conversation. Ego is on the bench. Talk to me. Yeah. I also love what you said in there about like uncovering what our, what our, what fears are coming. Like I have been having this thought a lot lately as well. And I think I, I was listening to something the other day, but I can't remember for the life of me what it was. But when we're exploring our fears and our limiting beliefs and those sorts of things, it's, it's acknowledging too like how our fears have protected us. Like mm-hmm. not, and I love how that connects with what you're saying about your ego. Like our ego is there to do a job. Our ego is there to protect us from doing something really stupid, like a really yeah. basic fundamental animal kind of protection. Yeah, like don't jump off the cliff. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's, that's not a good idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's just that as like we've evolved as a species and our threats look different, our biology, is it biology? Physiology, whatever. <laughs> Some science term insert it here. (laughs) um, Hasn't actually caught up. Hasn't actually caught up. But our fears and our ego have served a purpose. Like, and I I love actually the fact that, like, just thinking about acknowledging this, you know, it also comes back to this notion of being kind and compassionate with ourselves and going, actually, you know, the fears that I've had about money or the fears that I've had about sharing my voice have protected me for a reason. And I honor and respect that. As yeah, well, and because- that in itself is like about true radical self-love, every part of mm. you, including your ego, including your fears. Yeah, because I wasn't, for example, ready to speak my voice because I wasn't in a strong enough place to actually deal with my boundaries weren't good enough. I wasn't or whatever. I wasn't actually strong enough mm-hmm. to deal with what might then come back the other way. So mm-hmm. I actually think that there's so much goodness in there and so much richness when we think about boundaries, ego, fears, in this healing journey as well. So for somebody who is kind of early on in this or even at that levelling up stage, just thinking about and considering those things, and you know, can be so, so beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all connected. Literally everything that you just said is all connected. It's all a different piece of the puzzle. And honouring each piece is mm. key, I think, into putting it all together. Yeah. And I think if anyone's kind of feeling called to explore any particular part of that, that's where they should go. Like just Mm -hmm. start exploring any of this that's actually spoken to them, go a little Mm -hmm. bit deeper, reach out to us. Like we'd love to have combos about this. Yeah. So um, again, as always, like I could, we could talk and talk forever and I, you know, we'll have other conversations for sure. Yes, we will. (laughs) So mindful of time. Um, I would love to know just before we begin to wrap up about what brings you joy, what truly deep in your soul brings you joy and when was the last time you did it? Oh, you know, okay. Well, I mean, so many things, two (laughs) things that are popping to mind right now are like 
conversations like this. Mm. Actually, I have not had a conversation like this in the longest time. I've been quiet on my podcast for a little while and only discovered podcasting at the towards the end of last year and I finally was able to have a place where I can just open that throat chakra mm. fully and just riff about all the things I want to riff about. So I did that today. I recorded a new episode for the first time in over a month, I think. And so that brought me a lot of joy. I'm just lit up about that. Love it. <laughs> also puppy cuddles because like who doesn't get joy from puppy cuddles? Um, and that was about an hour ago. Um, and then what was your other question? <laughs> well, <laughs> was when was the last time you did it? And you just said, yeah, 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 you've done it today. Um, you also have a pretty amazing morning routine as well. Um, that I just think would be, it, yeah. <laughs> would be really cool for you to share. So I'm not a super big routine person, but I would love for you to share your morning routine because you're so committed to it. Yeah. I mean, it's wild because it is always evolving and changing in mm. different seasons of life. But currently as it stands, um, what I do is I get up in the morning. Oh, okay. Backtrack. When I wake up, I, I don't know who I learned this from. I think it was like Mel Robbins or something. But when I sit up in bed and I swing my legs out onto the, onto the floor, when one foot hits um, the ground, I say thank. And when the other foot hits the ground, I say you. Mm-hmm. So thank you for today. Thank you for the blessings that I'm going to be getting. For oh, all of the like, opportunities, the love, the support, everything, just thank you. Like, here we go again. Like, we've got this. It's a little, it takes two seconds and it just mm. sets the tone for the day. Um, and then we get myself together. I go straight and do a workout. I get sweaty. I jump around or lift some weights, whatever it might be. I just cannot do it in the afternoon. My body is just like, no, we don't do that. So (laughs) I do it first thing in the morning and it just like wakes me up. Um, and then after that, I have a shower, you know, (laughs) clean up because I'm obviously stinky. And and then I take time to intentionally sit down with my music in, I do a little visualization, meditation, I journal, I do my gratitude practice, I drink my water, I cuddle with my dog and um, then I have some coffee and then I go for a walk and then I start my day after that. And, you know, I'm really fortunate that, um, you know, I can start my day at 5 or 6 a.m. and get everything done if I've got a jam-packed day starting early or I can start it at 7 Mm. and, you know, I don't have to be sitting at a desk at 9 a.m. Like I, I purposely give myself more time in the morning to do the things that I want to do because I'm fortunate enough that I can do that. But, you know, if you don't have that much time in the morning, you, it's like you take 20 minutes to, to move your body, take 20 minutes yeah. to sit in gratitude, take 20 minutes to cuddle your dog, make coffee, shower, whatever it might be. Just take little snippets of time, mush them together, get up half an hour earlier, whatever it might be. If it's important to you, you'll you'll find space and you'll find the time to do it but again it's not a cut and paste sort no, of no. routine it's and I haven't always done it this way it's just this is the season that I'm in at the moment and it's really working for me it, like I look forward to it when I go to bed I'm like oh, mm. I do all that in the morning perfect and I do it before the like the, before the world wake up wakes up yeah. before the house wakes up yeah. so it's just yeah. my time mine yeah. and my dog's so. And I definitely, you know, I, that's the reason I ask is just, you know, shed some light on yours. It's certainly not intended to intimidate anybody or, yeah. or say people should do it that way. I just think I love hearing about and, you know, the beauty of social media, I get to see it. You know, I love yeah. hearing and seeing how people start their day or, and it doesn't, you know, like you said, you you need to do that exercise in the morning. Other pe- For other people, it's kind of at the end of the day to wind down. But I just think it's that 
conscious intention and decision and something that you know I've been trying to do much more is being much more conscious with my energy and observing what happens when I don't do the things that are important to me when I oh yeah yeah you know I I, yeah I think that's important that observation I like I notice when I sleep in and I don't work out I am dragging my ass all day long so I know that this is a routine that's still working for me but when it when it stops working I change it and that's okay you don't have to be you know stuck in that box of this is what I do all the time now exactly and I think that's that's perfect because different seasons honoring the different seasons that we're in in life you know you're well you're speaking of seasons you know you've just coming out of a Canadian winter you know like I can't even imagine what's that like like like, seriously like it's it's just it started getting cold here and I can't cope so like don't talk to me (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like I cannot even tell you how glad I am that we are escaping winter but yeah, so, you know, like very different seasons. So it'll be interesting to see how, if and when that shifts and evolves for you when you kind of come back home or whatever happens. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Oh I gosh. love it. <laughs> so tell the people how they can get in contact with you, if there's any kind of particular offers you've got on at the moment and, yeah, where they can hear from yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you can pretty much find me anywhere but um, the main place I'm everywhere I'm everywhere (laughs) (laughs) but the main place is Instagram um so my handle is just at Elaine Sarah Leak um so obviously I'll give you all the links you can yes drop it in places yeah yeah drop it in all the places um but yeah Instagram you can find me on YouTube I've got obviously my own podcast called Authentic Alignment and you can come over and check out the episode that Erin and I did together um (laughs) yes so much fun um and what else I have a website uh, I've got all the all the places to find me so I'll give you all of those Erin and um on offer at the moment I have one place left for my private mentorship which is a six-month container um but if you want to jump on the wait list for the second round of the collective healing group that Erin went through um then you can just shoot me a dm on instagram and I'll get you on the list that's yes. probably launching end of April around and obviously I would highly recommend um, and if anyone has any questions about my particular experience they can like if you're thinking about working with Elaine and you want a little bit more info about from the perspective of participating I'm so so happy to you know answer those dms as well but oh so excited I'm so excited for that next round and the magic that's going to happen for the beautiful humans that come into it so yes me too (laughs) thank you so much for this chat Um, thank you for having me it was wild the time has just absolutely flown and I love you Thank I you. love you too. <laughs> Thank you everybody for listening. Hit both of us up on Instagram and tell us what you love about the episode. Don't be shy in giving a rating and hit subscribe. Much love. Bye.